Hey, welcome everyone to Midcurrent Church Online. My name is Stan and I'm the pastor here. Uh, not actually here at this building, because this building is not our own, but I am the pastor at Midcurrent, and I'm so glad that you could be joining us today. And I am really very excited uh, to be kicking off our brand new message series called Back to Normal. See, it was by about mid-April or so in the reality of life at home, or, or for parents, it was the reality of school at home. When all of that started to set in, I started to hear the same thing over and over and over again from people in my life. I started to uh, see the same thing posted in Instagram and Facebook posts online. Maybe you thought to yourself uh, or said the very same thing while you have been safer at home. Here's what everyone in the world has been saying for a while now. I can't wait to get back to what? Right, if you're at your keyboard uh, right now, you know, type it into to the chat window. Fill in the blank, right? What's everyone saying? I just want life to go back to normal, right? I can't wait for everything to just go back to normal. Won't it be so great when the whole world just goes back to normal? See, I think normal has such a gravitational pull on us. It does right now in regard to the coronavirus and its impact on our everyday life, but I would argue that this idea of normal, it has the same pull on us in regard to the way that we just do life in general, right? Aside from the, the coronavirus that we're experiencing right now. See, I think most of us, we really like normal in our everyday life. We like status quo. We like being like everyone else that, that we know and that we see. We feel more comfortable uh, when our lives look a whole lot like everyone else, right? We make decisions in our life based on what it is that seems to be the normal or the acceptable thing to do, okay? Now, in case uh, you're curious, and I was, um, but in case you're curious, the word normal is defined like this by the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. Okay, normal is defined like this, conforming to a type, standard, or regular pattern. Okay, that's normal. It's a, it's a standard or a regular pattern. It's pretty innocent, pretty uh, harmless, actually, uh, uh, and, and for many, it's, it's the acceptable or it's even the, the desirable standard or pattern for our lives. It's how we know we're, we're doing okay, or it's how we measure our own lives up against other people, right? We look to the left and we look to, to, to do the right, and as long as we're not too far off, as long as we kind of just blend in with all the rest, we're in good shape. And in many ways, we kind of applaud ourselves at the thought of, of, of just being pretty normal, right? We take comfort in the fact that, that, that what we're about to do or say or, or, or decide, right, it's really pretty normal behavior. But here's the question then that I, that I want to pose to you today and that I want to pose for the, the rest of this series as we talk about what normal really looks like in the world today. Here's the question that I want to ask all of us right in the middle of this time in our lives when we just want things to go back to normal. Okay, here's that question. Is normal, even in the best sense of the term, is this idea of conforming to uh, you know, a type or a, or a standard or a regular pattern, is that, is normal what God desires of you and me? Is that really what he wants for you and me? Does he look at us or does he look at me and think to himself, oh, phew, Stan, you know, he's, he's, he's really pretty normal. 
right? He, he's pretty much like all the rest. Whew, good. I'm, I'm glad for that. Okay? Is normal what God wants from us, or does he have something else in mind? It's a question I want to ask over the course of this series, and I believe that we find the answer to that question uh, in a letter written to Christians in the city of Rome in the first century world. There's a letter written by a man named Paul who actually started uh, the, the church uh, there in Rome. And so he cares very much uh, about how people are going about their lives. Okay? So it's in Romans chapter 12 that we find the answer to that question as we begin this new series. But in order to understand exactly uh, what is being said in the first uh, verse of chapter 12, I want us to start reading from the last verse in chapter 11. Okay? And so here's what Paul writes to the church and to the Christians and to the brand new Jesus followers in the city of Rome. Here's what he writes, chapter 11, verse 36. For everything comes from him, God. For everything comes from him and exists by his power and is intended for his glory. All glory to him forever. Amen. Okay? For, uh, for those of you who tuned in last week at the very end of our series, God is that you, that's exactly what James was, was preaching about, actually, right? Our lives are to be lived for God's honor, not our own, right? Our honor is too small a thing to be living for. That's what James was talking about. And here Paul is saying, in so many ways, he's saying the same thing, right? He's saying God is the author, God is the creator, God is the sustainer of life, and everything is intended for his honor. Okay? So now here's chapter 12, verse 1. Paul writes this, And so, dear brothers and sisters, the literal translation is one word, therefore. He says, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, right? Because everything, you know, comes from God and because everything is intended to, to bring him honor, to bring glory to God, because of all that, Here's what he says. I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Again, the, the little translation uh, here is to present your bodies. He's saying present yourselves, offer yourselves to God. Uh, give your whole selves, all that you are. Give it back to God because of all that he has done for you. Paul goes on. He says, let them be a living and a holy sacrifice, the kind that he, God, the kind that he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Okay? So, so, so Paul's saying, hey, you, you, want, you want to live a God-honoring life? Here's how. He's saying, hey, you, you want to know what is acceptable, what is pleasing, what is desirable to God? It's this. He says, here it is. It's verse 2. He says, and this is really what I want you to hear today. Verse 2, he writes this. Do not copy the behavior in the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Do not copy the behavior and the customs of this world, okay? The actual uh, Greek word here, okay? And I know I'm, you know, doing the whole actual translation of the Greek thing here. Just stick with me. The actual Greek word here uh, that's translated uh, as, as copy the behavior and copy the customs, it's the Greek word suksamatiso, 
okay, which is defined like this. If you get a, 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 a Greek dictionary of the New Testament, here's how that word is defined. To conform oneself in mind or in character to another's pattern. To conform oneself, meaning your mind, your character, to conform oneself to another's pattern. It's a definition of that word. So Paul is saying in the way that you think, in the way that you act, in the way that you prioritize, in the way that you decide, in the way that you live your life, do not conform to, do not copy the, the, the pattern of what you see most commonly in the world around you. Okay? Now, now who can remember what it means to conform to some uh, you know, type or to some pattern or to some standard of another? That's what we call normal. And in a lot of ways, it's what we work hard to accomplish. It's what guides some of the, the, the bigger decisions that we make in life. Hey, that's just normal. That's just how things go today. That's just completely normal. And God's word says to us, no, don't fall for that. Don't do that. And what that says to me is this, that God didn't ask us to be normal. In fact, there's a pastor and author, his name's Craig Groeschel, whose book Weird actually inspired this whole series. He, he says it way better. He, here's what he is uh, often uh, saying uh, to his church, right? He says, God didn't ask us to blend in. He asked us to stand out. God didn't ask us to blend in to the crowd. He asked us to stand out, right? That the, the pattern and the standard and the design that God laid out for you and for me, it was never to, to look to our left and to look to our right and to make sure that we just kind of blended in, to just make sure that we just did what everybody else did. It was never to just fade into the crowd. God never said, hey, just look around, right? And, and, and as long as you're just kind of doing the same thing as everyone else, plus or minus a, a little bit, right? Right? As long as you're in the ballpark or, or hey, as long as you're, you're, you're better off right, than, than somebody else in some area of life, you're good to go. Right? God, God, God never said that. God didn't ask us to be normal. He didn't ask us to conform our mind or our character or our lives or our heart to, to, the, to the pattern of another, to the pattern of the world around us. But rather, he asks us to renew or to change our mind to be something completely different. And not only that, okay, not, not only is normal not what God is asking of us, but if I could add to all of that today as we begin this series, if I could add to that, not that God needs my help in the least bit, but if I could add to that, here's what I would add to the conversation. See, as I step back and, and reassess my own life and my own family, which I'm doing right now, as I step back and reassess broader society today, as I step back and observe how so much of, of, of you know, the, the world operates today, right? how we do marriage, how we do relationships, how we do career, how we do finances, how we do priority, how we do conflict, as I talk to, to people and hear from them, you know, about how they make the, you know, important decisions for, you know, important components of their life, here's what I've realized about normal. Normal 
which is, you know, almost what we seem to be content with. It's what we're shooting for in so many ways. It's what we seem to be so comfortable with. Normal today is overworked, overstretched, overscheduled, overspent, oversexualized, overstimulated, overcommitted, overagitated, and, 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 and so on. And yet, so few of us uh, really ever stop to realize that, that any of that could maybe be harmful to us. Why? Why do we never stop to realize that, that maybe that could be harmful? Well, because it's all just really pretty normal, right? It's pretty normal. Well, yeah, I work, you know, 70 plus hours a week, but so do most guys in, you know, in, in the business world today. That, that's just normal. Okay. Well, sure, I shop for a lot of things that, that I don't really need, you know, but, but, but so do most women today. That's just normal. Right? Well, you know, well, sure, you know, we, you know, we hardly ever see the kids these days. And no, we don't really, you know, spend a whole lot of time together. We don't eat dinner together. But, you know, they're just teenagers. They, you know, they got sports and activities and, and, and friends and busy lives. And, that, you know, that's just pretty normal today. Well, you know, well, yes, we've got a huge load of debt. But come on, who doesn't, right? How else do you, you know, own a car? Or how else do you do anything fun in life? Debt today, it's really very normal okay well yes you know we my wife and i or my, my spouse and i you know we we constantly fight about money and about debt okay and about hobbies and about habits and about vacation and, and about in-laws but so does every couple today right that's that's just normal well, yeah, I watch those TV shows and those, those movies today, and, and some of them are a little questionable, right? But, but, but everybody watches that stuff today. That, that's just kind of what's on TV these days. That's just, that's just kind of normal, right? If I'm honest, I, I, I actually, I, I would agree. Today, all of that is pretty normal. But what I would like to suggest to you today and what I would like to suggest over the course of this series, on top of the fact that God didn't ask us to be normal, what I'd like to suggest and what I'd like to submit to you is that normal really isn't working anyway. Because here's what normal looks like when, when we consider all of that. I mean, this, this is just a snapshot, right? This is just a, a, a small look at this. But here, here's to me what normal looks like when we consider all of that, right? Only 40% of families eat dinner together and only three times a week or less. Research shows that 80% of Americans are in debt. And one study shows, you know, it could, be, it could be different, it could be more or less, but one study shows the average American has $38,000 in debt, not even including a house or a mortgage. $38,000 in debt. That's more than I made as my first, uh, or more than I made in my first full-time job as a youth pastor. $38,000, okay? And that's just the average, right? There are people, my wife and I did this, but there are people who have worked hard to become debt-free so that they have zero debt, which means they're bringing that average way down, right? Me meaning that, that so many people have more than $38,000 of debt weighing them down like a load of bricks. Folks, if that's normal, I'm really not sure if I'm all that interested. 
In 2016, a study showed that the average adult, and I get this is one study from a few years back, but one study showed that the average adult had nine and a half hours of, of screen time a day, eight of them unrelated to work, and three and a half of them on their phones. Okay? Similar studies show that the average child in America has seven and a half hours of screen time a day. I saw that the CDC reported that from 2011 to 2015, that almost 90% of married men and women between the ages of 15 and 44 uh, have had sex before they were married. Okay, And as long as we're talking about marriage, get this, 40% of first-time marriages end in divorce. 60% of second marriages end in divorce. And 78%. 78% of third marriages end in divorce, and the rates are not that much better in Christian marriages. Friends, I'm not sure if normal is really working out all that well for us. Okay, what about, what about TV shows uh, and movies and their influence on us today? Okay, did you know that, that when the TV show I Love Lucy aired, anybody a fan of I Love Lucy? I was. Okay, but did you know that when that TV show aired in the 1950s, married couples, they were not allowed to be shown on TV in the same bed. So Lucy and Ricky Ricardo, okay, they're, they're the main characters, they're married on TV, and they were actually married in real life, and yet on TV, they were not allowed to, to be in a bed together. Did you remember this, right? That they slept in separate twin beds, right? Covered head to toe in, in you know, like full-length pajamas, okay? On, on top of that, Lucille Ball, uh, she was actually pregnant in real life when, when they were filming the show, and the birth of her son, her actual son, was incorporated into the show, into the storyline in the show. But even still, here's a direct quote that I read this week. CBS was still unwilling to allow the word pregnant to be used on the air and did their best to avoid displaying Lucille Ball's obvious condition to the viewing audience. Because her condition, um, you know, meant that she had been involved in some other kind of activity that wasn't fit for TV. Folks, I think it's safe to say that, that culture has changed just a little bit. Wouldn't you say? Right? TV has changed. Society has changed. The world has changed. The standard you know, for, for, for what is normal and for what is acceptable and for what is okay today, it has all changed. And I am scared to think how much we have changed right along with it. I'm scared to think how much I have even changed right along with it. Because it is so easy to happen, right? And the leaders and the writers who God inspired to, to pen the words that are written in our Bibles, they must have known that this would be the case. Because look at Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. Here's what it says. We must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard so that we do not drift away. Okay? We've got to pay careful attention to what we have heard, to, to, to the truth that, that, that we have been taught, that we have heard, we have to pay careful attention to what God wants for us, for, to, to what is best for us, to, to, to the plan that God has for us so that we do not drift away because it is so easy to do. 
See, when I was a kid, uh, my mom's entire side of the family, we would vacation together uh, in northern Michigan every summer. And we loved to spend um, you know, our afternoons at the local beach on the shores of Lake Michigan known as The Point. Okay, and so we would, we would go all the time, and we'd carry our stuff down to the beach. Uh, we'd drop it in the sand, and me and my cousin Tim, we would sprint into the water directly in front of the beach towels where our moms would sit. And we would jump and splash and play and swim for hours, okay? And something interesting would happen every single time. Every year, every time we went to play and swim at the point. Same thing happened every time that as a kid, right, I always had a hard time comprehending, so it was after about, you know, 20 or, or maybe 30 or 40 minutes of, you know, jumping and splashing and swimming uh, together with my cousin Tim that, that eventually I, I would stop and then I would stand up in the water and I would look uh, back to the beach from where we had directly come from. And I wouldn't see our parents. Right? I, I wouldn't see our moms as I looked back to the beach from where we had just come from. And after a brief moment of, of, of panic, wondering where in the world are they, I would soon realize that they had not gone anywhere. Okay? Uh, they, they weren't where I thought they should be. Yes. Okay? But it's not because they had moved. It's because I did. It's because Tim and I had moved. See, Lake Michigan has a subtle undercurrent Right? That slowly moved it's, uh, Tim and me further and further down the shore. A slow uh, undercurrent, a subtle undercurrent that just slowly and slowly moved us further and further away from, from our parents as we played. But I never noticed. Because Tim uh, was my only point of reference. And as long as I was close to Tim, I felt good. I felt comfortable. But even though I was always close by to Tim, both of us together had drifted far from where it is that we needed to be. Folks, the standard for our lives, right? The pattern for our lives, okay? It, it is not where we stand in relation to the world around us, to culture around us, to society around us. It is where we stand in relation to God and to his design for us. And, and, and let me just be clear. I'm not trying to lecture anyone. Uh, I'm not trying to scold anyone because I live in the same world that you do and I have to guard myself uh, against the very same temptations and against the very same tendencies. Okay, So I'm not coming down on anyone. But as I step back and, and, and consider all of this, when, when I really take a look, when I really consider uh, that for the most part, all of this today, I, I mean, the, the, the debt, the, the, the sex, the movies, the relationships, the values, the, the, the priorities, the slow drift, okay? When I step back and consider that really all of this is, is normal today, I for one have to admit that normal really isn't working all that well for us anymore. And so what I'm doing today and what I'm doing for you over the next couple weeks and months, right? I'm inviting you on a journey with me. 
as we examine some areas of our own lives. And I'm hoping that, that, that we, I'm hoping that all of us, that you and me both, we might be open to admitting that, that perhaps uh, normal isn't working in some area of, uh, in our life. I'm praying that there might be one or two places in particular where you might decide for you that I don't want to go back to normal. Right? I'm hoping that there might be one or two places in your life for you that when all of this stuff is over, whenever that is, or maybe even before all of it's over, I'm hoping there might be one or two places where you decide, I can't go back to normal. And now that might you know, sound intimidating, that, that, that may sound overwhelming, uh, but, but here is the result of that all. Here's the result of that kind of decision, that kind of commitment. When you decide that you will no longer copy the pattern of this world, okay, here's what happens. Paul uh, finishes verse 2, uh, letting us know what it is that happens. Right in verse 2, he says, do not conform. He says, be transformed. He, you know, he says, renew your mind. And then look at what he says next, the end of verse 2. He says, then you will learn to know God's will for you which is good and pleasing and perfect. He says, if you will commit yourself to the pattern that God has laid out for you, to the standard that God has called you to, then you will start to see God's will for you. You start to see God's plan for you. You'll start to see God's intention for you. You start to see God's purpose for you here on this earth, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Mid-current, I want all of you to know what God's will is for you. I I want you to know God's purpose for you. I want you to know why God placed you on this earth. I want you to know why he gave you the gifts and the abilities uh, that he did. I want you to know why you live where you do and why you work where you do and why you live next door to who you do. And all of it begins with a commitment, with a decision Commitment of you and me, right? Conforming our hearts and minds. Conforming our character to the pattern that God has laid out, not to the pattern that we see around us. See, I think in so many ways right now, our our world and, and life as we knew it, it has come in many ways to a screeching halt. And I'm not about to say that God planned it. I'm not to say, about to say that God wanted it or that, that God caused it. But here's what I do believe. I do believe that God will use it. I do believe that God will use all of it. If we let him, I believe that God will use all of it for our good and for his glory and for his honor. And, and, and so I imagine that, that I imagine that God is, is looking down at us right now with his fingers crossed, wishing, uh, praying, please, everyone, don't just go back to normal. And so I'm praying. 
I'm praying today that you would open your heart to where it is that God might be calling you to something more. I'm praying that that you would have an openness to the places where God might be calling you and leading you to something else, to something greater, to something bigger, and to something so much better than settling for normal. Let me pray. God, I know that, 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 that so many of us right now are, are just waiting and, and wishing and hoping for, for life to go back to some semblance of, of what we remember a few months ago. God, I know that so many of us are wanting life to just go back to the way it was. And I, I know that so many of us, God, normal in general, it's, it's just kind of what we look to. It's how we know we're doing okay. And so there might be so many places in our lives, in our marriages, in our friendships, in our careers, God, where normal is so appealing, God. I know that there are many areas that that all of us, myself included, God, we're, we're just kind of, you know, kind of clawing our way or scratching our way or trying to grasp some sense of, of, of normal. God, there, I know there are decisions that we make that, that we make because, well, I, what else would we do? That's just normal. God, and, and, and right now, in, in the midst of this time together, in the midst of the weeks to come, I am praying that you might help to renew our minds. God, I'm praying that in some way kind of our eyes might be opened, our hearts might be opened to, to the fact that, that, that maybe, just maybe, normal isn't working. God, and would you remind us that normal is never what you called us to anyway. You didn't call us to blend in. You called us to stand out so that you would receive honor and so that you would receive uh, all the glory because of the lives that we live boldly for you. So God, I'm praying that you would help us to step out in faith, to step out uh, in in boldness, God. Help us to step out boldly and courageously to live lives that are not just normal. And God, I'm praying that as we do that, this world around us would change. This world would see more and more of you because of the way that we live our lives and because of the way that people see you in every single one of us. God, so, so give us the courage to take these steps. And God, give us grace as, as we do some of the hard work to look within ourselves to figure out where it is, maybe, possibly, that normal isn't working. And would you help us to take steps to something so much greater? We pray all of this uh, in the name of your son, Jesus, who was and still is uh, the model for us of, of, of something so much more, so much better. We pray this in his name.